Welcome to the Fong Vo Show. Now let's go. For this month, I want to keep it really simple. And so the topic for this month is do this 30 minutes a day and great things will happen. All right. So if you're here, chances are you're a B2B company. And so do this 30 minutes and good things will happen. So I'm going to go up here in the search bar and I'm going to do hashtag and then my uh, target audience. So let's say I work with accountants. I'm going to type in accounting. Oh, here we go. Accounting and accountants. I'm going to click enter. And look at that. 4.5 million accountants are following this hashtag. 4.5 million accountants. That's how many people I can have access to right now. And so I'm going to go here and I'm going to start looking at the top posts. And these are all people that use that, use that hashtag. And then from here, I'm going to start engaging with them. For example, Anders here, the finance and accounting profession is changing, but how to know what is changing and how I can't come to LinkedIn. All right. Very nice post, very thoughtful. Right. And then I, let's say I read this and I'm going to engage with it. Boom. Very insightful. I'm going to leave a thoughtful comment. I'm going to say, wow, thank you for sharing this insight, Anders. How long have you been, or actually, what got you into accounting? What got you into accounting? Boom. And then I'm going to leave a comment. And so I'm going to do that 10 times. For each hashtag. So I'm going to keep scrolling. Oh, nice. Daniel Lawrence made a nice post. I'm going to comment on it. Francis, boom, nice post. I'm going to comment, comment on it. I'm going to do that 10 times for three hashtags for a total of 30. And that's where you get your 30 minutes, right? Each comment should only take you no more than one minute to, to leave. And so let's say my next hashtag, I'm also targeting commercial realtors, right? Commercial real estate. Here we go. Boom. 76,000 people followed this hashtag. 76,000 commercial realtors follow this hashtag. Now I can start engaging with their posts. Right. So I would, I'll keep doing that. And in a day, in that 30 minutes, I would have engaged with 30 different people, 30 top posts. And these are not people that just have one or two likes. Look at this. They have 87 likes, which means they're a very popular, influential person. And so the benefit of doing this strategy, 30 minutes a day, is number one is you're building a relationship with your prospects online, right? You're seeking out people that fit the profile of your client and you're building a relationship with them. And keep, keep in mind, I'm not leaving a comment like, wow, nice photo or wow, nice post. I'm asking them a question that's going to engage a response, right? It's going to encourage a response. The second benefit here is some of the people will see my comments and they're going to start following me, right? And they're going to reciprocate by commenting on my posts. And so that is the second main benefit. You're building an audience of your prospects. And then lastly, you know, some of them might become clients. If you do that enough and you build a ton of value and a lot of relationship building, some of them might just click on your profile and see what you do. And they say, hey, I, I need your service and reach out to you. And so um, that's why I recommend uh, doing a day 30 minutes a day. That's not that much time. You can leave 30 good comments. And so that is my tip for the month. 
very, uh, very practical. Um, and now what I'm going to start doing is answering uh, some questions. I want this to be more Q&A based so that way I can you know, answer your specific questions. So first, we're going to take questions from the people that left a question uh, when they were registering. And then once I finish some of those, I'll go ahead and open it up for anybody in the group. Sound good? All right, great. So um, let's uh, move on with the first question. So the first question actually comes from uh, Brian Whedon. Uh, Brian Whedon, he's actually one of the, uh, I believe, co-hosts. Yeah, he's, he's actually one of the co-hosts um, for the West Texas group. And Brian is asking how to organically grow your website users. How to, orga how to organically grow your website users. All right, great question, Brian. So first of all, um, there, are, there are two main ways that you can um, get people to search your website. And so the first way is through Google search, right? It, um, is how well you rank on Google. Um, and there's a term for this, it's called SEO, search engine optimization. Um, the second big way is through social media content. So someone is, you, you make a content, a piece of content, they look at it, they click on your profile, they see your website and they click on your website. Um, I don't know much about SEO and I'm not gonna talk about things that I don't know or pretend like I, <laughs> I know about it. So I'm not gonna talk about SEO. Um, that's something that you, uh, there's a lot of experts in uh, that are in our network but I'm gonna talk about social media content because that's within my wheelhouse. And so um, what you wanna do is focus on social media platforms with the most organic reach. Now, what is organic reach? Organic reach is how many people do your posts reach for free, right? Without you paying anything. So if you make a post for free, how many people does that reach? That is organic reach. And so if you're talking about the best platforms, which social media platforms that have the highest organic reach, it is LinkedIn and TikTok. So you got to be really think, uh, you got to be really thinking about posting three to four times a day on those platforms at the bare minimum one time a day. If you're a B2B company, I would solely focus on LinkedIn. That is a great B2B platform. Now, um, keep in mind that on LinkedIn, the organic reach is not going to last forever. Okay. So right now, if I make a post on LinkedIn, I might get about 500 people to see it. Now it's not going to be like that forever because look at Facebook, right? If I make a post on Facebook, I might be lucky if 50 people see it, not 500 because Facebook has gone to the point where they're just solely focusing on getting people to pay for the ads to reach people. But on LinkedIn yet, they haven't matured to that point. And so you can actually still reach a lot of people by posting for free. But eventually, once they have so many users, they're going to cut that down. And you might see LinkedIn being Facebook. And then all they want is people paying ads. And so right now is the best time to really double down on LinkedIn, post three to four times a day. And people are going to start seeing your content, seeing your profile click on your profile and go to your website. That's how I would org organically grow your website users. All right, next question comes from Shara Weija. Uh, Shara is asking how to speak to my client types. How to speak 
to my client types. And I think by client types, she means um, like different personalities, maybe. Um, and so this is exactly what I would do. So um, one of the best things you can do is to find out, you know, don't guess, don't assume um, how to best speak to your client types. Instead, you should figure it out. So first of all, you got to find out who your ideal customer is. So, you know, that entails, you know, what their um, uh, gender is and how old are they? What are their interests? Where do they live? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And so once you find that out, you can then do research on where they hang out. So let's say I'm targeting moms, right? Let's say I'm targeting moms. That is my ideal client. I could go on Facebook and this is what I would do. Number one, I would join mom groups on Facebook. And, uh, the, and let me tell you, there are a ton. And how do I know I am in a ton of mom groups? Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm a ton of, I am in a ton of mom groups. And what I do is I listen, I watch, I look at what kind of posts do these moms post up? What do they like? How do they talk to each other? You know, when do they post? Do they post in the morning before their kids wake up, maybe later in the afternoon? I just watch and I listen, I observe. And so you can do the same thing after you find out who your ideal customer is, is to go to Facebook and find the groups that, are, that they're in and join them. So that is number one. Um, number two is you can find influencers that your ideal clients are following. So, you know, maybe there's a lot of moms that are following an influencer with millions and millions of followers that are also moms. I might check out their content and see how are they talking to their, their audience, right? Um, and so those are two ways that you can do to find out how to best speak to your, uh, your audience, your clients, is to number one, go in groups and just listen, you know, and see what resonates with them. Um, and then number two is look for influencers that have uh, a big following of who your clients are and just see how they're talking to their audience. All right. Next question comes from uh, Maria Galicia. Maria Galicia. And she is also a co-host, I believe. All right. Maria is asking, what is a good strategy for posting content? What is a good strategy for posting content? Okay, so this is exactly what I would do. Um, what I would do is to create a long form piece of content and then cut it into smaller clips. And so when I say long form, what I mean is something that is longer than, you know, uh, 30 minutes. I'd say closer to an hour if you can. So um, a great example would be webinars or podcasts. Look at what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a one hour webinar. I would consider that a long form piece of content. Um, if I'm doing a podcast episode, which I'm doing it on Thursday, um, that is also going to be about 45 minutes to one hour. And then from that, I have this recording that's 45 minutes to an hour long, long form piece of content. And then I'm going to chop it up. I'm gonna cut it into smaller clips that are two to five minutes. And so within that one hour, I have about 13 different clips that I just created within that one hour. 13 different times I can post on social media right there. 
Now, I'm also going to combine that with documentation. And so what do I mean by documenting? I mean, just taking, you know, documenting your life, right? And so maybe after this webinar I do, I make a post or I take a picture of everybody here and I say, wow, what an incredible webinar. Thank you, uh, everybody, for coming out. I had such a great time with you all. That is a post, that is a piece of content right there, right? And so I'm adding the stuff that I created from this one hour with documenting. I could even do that before the webinar. I could do, all right, uh, one hour and it's go time. I'm super excited to be doing this webinar today with these amazing, beautiful people on this call, right? That is a piece of content. And so think of ways that you can actually combine your long form and then cut into smaller pieces with documenting your life. You know, and, um, and I've talked about this before. Your life is interesting. That is why reality TV shows exist. People are nosy. People want to see what other people are up to. And so um, if you go, and let, like last week I was in San Diego, I took a vacation. Um, you, if you're on vacation, let people know. <laughs> you know, People are interested in that stuff. And they might, they might see that post and be like, oh, I was just in San Diego last week. That is awesome, right? You never know. And so um, that is a good strategy to uh, to post for content, create a long form, chop it up in clips, and combine that with documenting. Okay, next question comes from uh, Royce Blake. Royce Blake is asking, what are some tips for buying ads? What are some tips for buying ads? Okay, Royce, I got one. I got something good for you. So first of all, you got to make sure that you are ready to buy ads, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you got to make sure you're ready to buy ads before you buy ads. And most of the time, in my experience, most of the time people are not ready to buy ads because the first question I ask people when they're thinking about buying ads is, are you posting on social media three to four times a day? And 99% of the time, it's no. And if not, why would you pay for ads when you haven't even maximized posting for free, right? It doesn't cost me anything to post. Why would, I, why would you want to pay for ads when posting is free? And so first, you got to be thinking about how can you optimize your organic reach? And if you, you know, I say three to four because anything after four is a little bit too much. Three to four times is the sweet spot. And so um, a day, three to four times a day. And so first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you hire a team that will help you create content. So there are three main people that you need on your team to create content. And don't worry if you can't hire them full time. There are people, there are freelancers. Okay, freelancers can do it at a, a more cost effective price. So the first role that you want to really hire for is a copywriter you know, a content writer, someone who will be able to write words to the post that will get people to either click on your website, go to your profile page, right? They write words in a way that is very compelling, that attracts people to your page, that really gets them to want to learn more about what you do. So that's number one, you should definitely try to hire a copywriter. The second person you want on your team to create content is a, a graphic designer. So someone that can make beautiful pictures, right? pictures that are visually appealing, that make people when they're scrolling stop and they're like, wow, that's a nice photo. That's who you want to really hire for a graphic designer as uh, a number two. 
And then the number three is a video editor. You know, someone who can make nice videos of the content that you record. And that is the powerhouse. A copywriter, a graphic designer, a video editor, create content. And like I said, you don't have to hire um, them full-time. You can hire them based off of projects. And so that's where I would spend your money first before you uh, um, buy ads. Now, once you are then posting three to four times a day and you have that team there, then you can start looking at ads. And so the, uh, the best places for ads is um, social media. A lot of people are so, uh, using so social media. I think, I believe it was uh, 4 billion people. Yeah, I think it was 4 billion people. Uh, someone might need a fact check, but it's either 2 to 4 billion people are using social media. So uh, a third to a half of the, of the planet is using social media. And that is the best place to um, spend your advertising money. And if you're a B2B company, really look on LinkedIn, LinkedIn and Facebook. Those, are, those two have really great ad products. Um, some tips for buying ads, uh, test different ads. So a big mistake that people make is they make one ad and then they just push it out there. You got to make different types of ads to see what works. You know, maybe there's, uh, if you make 10 ads, maybe one of them work better than the rest, but you would not know that if you only created one ad, right? So you got to test out different ads. Um, and then lastly is make it contextual. So a great tip is make it contextual that really speaks to the audience. So let's say, for example, I'm making an ad and I'm going to target people in San Francisco. I might start my ad with, hey, business owners of San Francisco, right? That's going to capture their attention. And you, so you got to really make it contextual to who your audience is. So um, those are my tips for buying ads, um, Royce, is to number one, make sure you're ready. Um, and you know you're ready when you're posting at least three to four times a day and you have a content team. All right. So I'm going to answer the last question. So um, Dion Tavis Hightower is asking, how can I sell to brick and mortar business owners? So first of all, Dion Tavis, I would, let me show you exactly what I would do. Number one, I would go on LinkedIn and I'm going to go in the search bar. That's right. Let's say I'm targeting... Mm, McDonald's. <laughs> okay, I'm targeting McDonald's franchise owners. Look at that. There's a quite an extensive list of franchise owners of McDonald's. Here's another one, Gianna. There's a ton of them, right? 25,000, in fact, when I type that in. And so I'm going to start connecting with them, adding a note and say, hey, Gianna, would love to add you in my professional network. Have a great day. And I'm going to send it. And then I'm going to go through this whole list and connect with as many as I can. Remember, 100 is the weekly max. And so I do that 100 times a week. Now, from there, I'm then going to start engaging on their posts. So, you know, as I add more and more people, they're going to be posting and I'm going to engage with it, right? I'm going to do a little nice heart. And then I'm going to ask them a question. So that way they can respond to it. And then now you're building a relationship with them on LinkedIn. So that's number two is after you connect, start engaging on their posts. Um, and then number three is I would invite them to a podcast. Invite them to a podcast. So I live here in Sacramento. Let's say I create a Sacramento small business podcast. 
Okay, it's called the Sacramento Small Business Podcast. And then I'm going to start inviting a lot of those McDonald's franchise owners, maybe all the, uh, you know, what else, uh, Taco Bell. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Taco Bell has a franchise, but, you know, all the different franchises around me, and I'm going to start inviting those owners. I'm just going to interview them. I might interview three on at the same time, which I'm doing on Tuesday. I'm in, uh, interviewing two on at the same time. And I'm just going to get to know them, ask them questions. Hey, what was your biggest challenge when you were starting your franchise? You know, what have you learned most about running a franchise business? Now, I'll just ask them questions related to their industry. And what that does is, number one, they, they like me. You know, they're like, wow, this is a really cool person. They spent 45 minutes to an hour to add value to me, to interview me and share my business to my audience. And they're going to be very appreciative of that. So that's number one is you're adding value to them. Number two is guess what? After that interview, they're all going to share it to their network. And chances are they know other people that are in their industry. And so chances are they know a lot of other McDonald's franchise owners. And so that's building my, my brand awareness to them. And, you know, this is tailored towards franchise owners. Think about how it tailors to your business. You know, if you work with small business owners, maybe you create a small business owners um, of Minnesota podcast and you invite local small business owners to come and interview them as guests. And so they're going to uh, share that podcast with their network. And that gives you brand awareness because they're going to check out and they're going to say, oh, what does this person do? Right. So that is the second benefit. And then the last benefit of doing the podcast is some of them might become clients, you know, because on the podcast, while they're interviewing, they might ask you what you do. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, do you do podcasts full time or what else do you do? Oh, I do X, Y, and Z. And so now they're like, oh, wait, I need that. Or, hey, I know someone that needs that. So um, that is the benefit of doing a podcast is you're building a relationship, you're building exposure to yourself, but some of them might even become clients. And, and a lot of people are open to being on podcasts nowadays. So that is exactly what I do if you're focusing on a niche is number one, search them on LinkedIn and connect with them. Number two is to engage with them on social media. And number three is DM them, you know, sh shoot them a message and ask them, and invite them on your podcast. Those are the three things I would do if I'm targeting a specific niche for, for your uh, prospecting. Okay, so Carmen has a question. I need to set appointments with business owners on LinkedIn. How can you get a call to action? All right, here, I love that. Great question, Carmen. So here's how you can set appointments with people on LinkedIn. And so first, you got to connect with them on LinkedIn. And so I'm going to go over it again to connect with them in case you missed it the first time. So if my prospect is, let's say, an accountant or in the accounting industry, I would type in accounting and there's quite a bit of them. And then I'm going to, oh, wow, 19 million. So then I can connect with them, add a note and say, hey, Brittany, I would love to add you to my professional network. Have a great day. Day. All right. And you can hit a hundred. Just repeat myself. There's a hundred people you can connect with every single week. That is the max. After you connect with them, send them a direct message. I'm going to type in Brittany's name and let's just use Brittany Meyer because the other Brittany probably uh, uh, might not be on LinkedIn right now and uh, accept my request. But I'm just going to use Brittany Meyer as in this example. And I'm going to say, um, Hey, Brittany. 
Okay, pleasure to connect with you. I would love to uh, network and collaborate to help each other during these times. Would you be open to connecting this week? Question mark. I would send a message, something like that, right? And it doesn't have to be exactly the same as what I'm typing um, because this is kind of like off the cuff, but the message is um, going to be the same. Like the theme is going to be the same, which is, hey, let's connect, let's collaborate, let's see how we can support each other. And would you be open to doing that? And then I would send the message. And so if I'm setting appointments, I'm going to be setting appointments to see how I can add value to them. Okay, I'm not, I'm not setting up appointments to just sell because that's a total turnoff. And I don't think anybody likes that, right? They don't want to hop on a phone and just be sold to. But I hop on a phone and I see how I can help them. I see how I can add value to them. And if, if I do that, then they're going to probably say, what can I do to help you? You know, because this is a collaboration call, isn't it? It's a networking call. And so chances are they're going to ask. And if they don't, then, you know, they're probably selfish and uh, it's better not to connect with them anyways, move on, you know? So, um, so that's exactly what I would do to set appointments. Um, now keep in mind, it's not going, you're not going to land the sale right off the call. You know, this is a relationship building approach. You know, this is building a network. This is building relationships. And the next time they need your service or they run into someone that needs your service, they're thinking of you first because they uh, remembered how much value you added to them. And so that's what I would do, Carmen, is number one, search them up on LinkedIn, connect with people, start connecting with people, build your network on LinkedIn, and then start sending them direct messages to hop on a call to collaborate and see what you can do to uh, support them. Great question.